Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockvile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about the 2012 movie, Underworld Awakening. I remember back in the early 2000s, what was it, 2003, that the first Underworld movie came out. It was kind of a game changer, like Matrix was. You had a female star, did a lot of her own stunts, the action was over the top, it was crazy, it, it, you know, it made a decent amount of money, it spawned four or five other movies, soundtracks, you name it, t-shirts, uh, pretty much cemented Kate Beckinsdale's career as someone who can do action and drama and things like that. Um, really, I've seen the first movie a lot. So I was looking for something to watch the other night. And uh, we had the announcement this week that Kate Beckinsdale has a new action movie coming out, um, Jolt or whatever it's called. Looks like cheesy B-movie fun for Amazon. Great. But again, she's doing a lot of her own stunts, her own fight scenes, that kind of thing. Except she's blonde in this. And and that started me thinking, well, what about the Underworld movies? We, we don't talk about those much anymore. But the original Underworld was pretty great. I mean, looking back on it now, decent special effects. It was put together. The whole thing was it was pretty original for the most part. I mean, yes, it did come out of the world that spawned the Matrix, but um, you know the whole idea of vampires and werewolves fighting each other. Just you know. Anyway, I've seen that movie a lot. I've seen the second one a lot, and the third one is kind of a prequel. So when I was looking for something to watch, and I had Kate Beckinsale on the mind and Underworld on the mind, I looked at Awakening, which is the fourth movie. And I couldn't tell you anything about it. <laughs> I own it. I saw it in the theater. Uh, I looked at it and went, I have no idea what this is about. I looked up what, okay, I kind of remember it when I looked it up, but I'm going to watch this. You know what? It didn't do well in Rotten Tomatoes. I, I want to say it's like 26% as all the movies are. But it had a $70 million budget. It went on to gross $160 million. $70 million is a lot of money back in 2012 for a movie like this. Um, and obviously made enough money to make Blood Wars, which I remember almost as little about. <laughs> we'll watch that one next. But like I said, I, I had a good inkling of what happened in the first two. And the third one I remember being, well, it's Rona Mitra and it was fun to watch, but it wasn't what you want from Underworld. And that's why I didn't do so well. And then Awakening. I couldn't remember anything about it. So I put it on. Okay, the movie is fairly short. It's 86 minutes and it feels like it. This movie runs at a fast pace. I don't... Well, I do know why it got bad reviews then, but watching it now, it fits right in with modern action movies. It is pretty much nonstop from beginning to end. There is some plot that puts everything together. I'm going to touch on a few light spoilers if you haven't seen the movie, but um, that's just kind of to tell you where we go with this. So in the first couple of movies, they introduced the fact that, that vampires and lichen, werewolves, have been fighting for centuries, and they kind of keep everything away from humans so humans don't know about it. And after the events of the second one, it started to get out. Now, the third one went back in time and told us how this war kind of began. It was over love and Romeo and Juliet kind of thing going on. But then in the fourth one, we fast forward to like 12 years later, after the first, or after the second one, and Celine has been in frozen isolation for 10, 12 years. And so she kind of wakes up, figures out how to get out, that kind of thing, and tries to figure out who this other... Th thing <laughs> escapes with her she thinks it's michael from the first two movies um but she was pretty sure michael was dead so or at least people told her michael was dead and whatever and it turns out she has a daughter 
that they did this while she was asleep or whatever. And, and the daughter is an interesting hybrid. If there's a plot point that's not taken to the nth degree, they got the right actress. Um, what is her name? India Isley. She does great in the role. She looks great when, when she turns blue and kind of turns into a vampire thing. She looks phenomenal. I mean, really, the makeup and everything, that's why I'm sure she was hired. She does fine with the role. I just don't think they took the idea of her being something totally special to the nth degree like they were with Michael in the first two movies. I mean, yes, that's what the whole, I mean, it's the catalyst of the plot. They want her back. They want to experiment on her, that kind of stuff. But I still think there's a whole lot more they could have done with that. You've got Stephen Ray in this movie, and he's come a long way. He's a really good actor, but he kind of phones it in in this movie. He, he does okay. Um, Michael Ely is in this movie. If I'm, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. He's great. Theo James is in this. Charles Dance. You've got some good actors in the movie doing some great things. Um, but the movie moves at a hectic pace. It doesn't slow down for anything. Uh, J. Michael Straczynski worked on the script. He's the guy behind Babylon 5 and a bunch of comic books. He's a good writer. Len Wiseman was involved as a producer, screenplay, and story writer. He directed the first movie and has been involved in producing them all. It was the same production team, the same everything. And then you had these Swedish directors who went on to make two more movies and then nothing. <laughs> I don't know what happened to their careers. Um, uh, the first guy does have a Wikipedia page. Bjorn does not. Um, I have a hard time pronouncing the names. Mons Marlind, perhaps. Uh, these two Swedish directors... You know, it's not a bad flick. Again, watching it next to other modern action movies, this was ahead of its time. It moves fast. It's got some great action scenes, some great set pieces. Everything looks great. The actors are doing a fine job. It really it belies its 26% or whatever it is on Rotten Tomatoes. It, it Sure, it's not high art. And if you stop to think about things too much, you're like, well, why did this happen and why did this happen? But... Overall, if you want to sit down and watch a 90-minute action flick, this is a uh, this pulls no punches. It's rated R. The violence is pretty gory when it happens. It's all in all a, not a bad underworld movie. I was kind of shocked. I'm interested to watch the other ones because I had remembered this as being forgettable and just okay, and that's what the reviews were and everything. And now watching it now, it's like you know, it's fine. You know, it, again. It, not high art, and seeing it in the theater would probably be different. But at home, this is a fine action movie on par with some of the straight-to-video stuff and better than a lot of the straight-to-video stuff we get now. So what a surprise to watch Underworld Awakening. Not a great film, nothing I'm going to remember, but it's like one of those that I remembered badly, and it's it's not so bad. It's a mindless action movie for the most part. It does extend the mythology just a little bit so we can get to this this fifth movie they made. And they haven't made any more. I'm expecting a reboot at some point, although... Um, as we've seen in new previews, um, Kate Beckinsale could get back into the costume and, and be the role because she's definitely in that kind of shape for Jolt, which is coming out in a month. So, you know, revisiting it, I've always liked the Underworld movies. This went up a notch. Not a huge notch. It's not a five-star film, but it's definitely better than the one star I would have given it in the past. I'd probably give it a two and a half to a three, just as it continues the mythology. It doesn't shoot itself in the foot or the whole mythology. It doesn't make me not want to watch another one. It came out okay when it was over. I'm like, well, that was kind of quick. 
And to talk about the soundtrack, was it, which is intertwined into these movies, they were the first soundtracks that really jumped onto the Evanescence and that kind of sound at the time, uh, with Reinholder doing some of the remixes and stuff that he did for Tool and, and some of the other bands. Um, and so that they've kept the soundtrack kind of the same into this one, and it did have some Evanescence, some other songs that really fit. Um, I actually turned it up when the credits came on because I'm like, this is a great version of this song. That's They've always done well with the music, I think, in these movies. And I like the Underworld movies. Not exactly guilty pleasures. I mean, sure, watching Kate Beckinsdale in leather kicking much ass is great, but they're fun fantasy movies for, for adults. I you know. So anyway, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed Underworld Awakening. It wasn't a chore to get through and well, let's see what happens when I get to the fifth one, Blood Wars. But anyway, check out, if you haven't seen it in a while, Underworld Awakening. It's available on streaming, Blu-ray. I think they've only released the first movie in 4K. I'm kind of really waiting for like a 4K box set if they do them all because the original um, Blu-ray for the first Underworld movie was something you tested your home theater on. There were deep blacks, interesting color scheme. It showed good contrast and if you had a good TV and a good setup at the time. And I remember when it came out on 4K, the reviews were just like, well, it's a little dated now. It would be nice if Sony went back and, and gave us great transfers for all the movies because the last one was in 4K and looks pretty spectacular from what I remember. But anyway, getting off topic, uh, it's not a bad flick. I, it's much better than I expected it to be, but it's also Underworld Light because it basically exists to give you less than 90 minutes of action, and it does that quite well. I'm Scott Hamilton. TheRockFile.com is the name of my website. You can get links there. Please like, share, subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>